0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network so it's uh, all for play for still i think so do you want to bet against us Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. And uh, yeah, I suppose I just wanted to pop on today and have a little chat about uh, something that uh, you guys have all seen it uh, at the moment. Uh, Marca reporting that Aston Villa have been in contact with Joe Felix, and they've been in contact with the Atletico Madrid uh, president to discuss the potential transfer of Joe Felix. Uh, as I said, this is coming from Marca, and it would be... Um, how would I put it? It, it, it? it says well. The actual report says they're very well positioned to sign Joe Felix, whatever that means. But it's yeah, like like I'll be honest, with you, I'm 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 a bit taken aback by it because um, well we will be we'll going to the the backstory of Joe Felix and and his massive catapult to stardom at 19 years of age becoming at the time i think it was the fourth most expensive player of all time when he signed from benfica to atletico madrid and uh it's kind of caught me surprised because joe felix is somebody i've been trying to figure out since he moved to atletico uh, uh, supremely talented listen don't get me wrong i'm, I'm actually going to pause for a moment to, and make sure that nobody misunderstands what i'm saying here because 90 percent of the videos that i do hear somebody might criticize me for something I didn't say, um, thinking that I did say it. So I I want to be very, very, very clear when I say that Joe Felix is a very, 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 very talented footballer. Joe Felix has an abundance of potential. And Joe Felix would be a massive statement signing for Aston Villa based on his reputation within uh, European football. Now, what I do want to say about Joe Felix as well is Joe Felix is 23. Joe Felix plays like he's a small bit younger than 23 at times. But Joe Felix ceiling is absolutely massive and it could be anything. And I think he'd be the perfect player to come and play under Unai Emery. Another little thing I want to say about Joe Felix is I'm just reading that there's a couple of comments have come out with regards to Joe Felix over the course uh, since after this game. Joe Felix had a couple of messages, uh, a couple of comments with regards to how he's played Atletico Madrid and why he's, why he's been so fruitful. I think for Portugal in this World Cup, and let's be honest, he's played really well with with, with Portugal in this World Cup. Uh, he's seen as a, as a potential heir apparent to uh, Ronaldo, or uh, you know, some, somebody of that ilk to lead their striking line to be able to create goals for them and have goal scoring chances. And what Joe Felix is quoted as saying tonight. Um, uh, he said Sport TV, wh- whoever they are, he said the way of playing with Portugal and then, at the, uh, and then playing for the club is different. When conditions are favorable, things go better and I don't think I can take that as any other way other than Joe Felix is having a pop at Simeone and his defensive tactics. Defend first, attack whenever we've, whenever, um, we've completely and utterly uh, broken the other team's spirit. Maybe that's something that's on Joe Felix's mind. I don't know, but it's an interesting comment that's come out tonight. And then also, we obviously Marca have had had the story leaked to them with regards to Aston Villa and Joe Felix. So you know what? I'm going to put two and two together here and say that there may be something in this as well. But I couldn't tell you. I I I wouldn't know if I was to give a, a, a percentage of whether this transfer would happen. I would say it would probably be somewhere between 35 and 40% confident that this is an actual shot of happening Um, until he's going to be definitely, because of the stature of the player, and we're going to get into his backstory in a moment, but because of the stature of the player and how the footballing fraternity the world over sees this guy, um, I find it very difficult to believe that Aston Villa could sign him unless they pay absolutely mega money, mega money for him. We'll get into these stats in a moment, but let's just take a little trip down trip down memory lane or back in, into this guy's uh, profile. So, as I mentioned, Joe Felix became the fourth most expensive player of all time in July 2019. He was only, he was only 19 years of age himself. And Atletico Madrid played £113 million to activate the release clause in his contract at Benfica. He was seen as the direct replacement for Anton Griezmann, who joined Barcelona for about a hundred million that year as well. Um, Felix, Joe Felix, only made his first start for Benfica in two thousand and eighteen as well. I think it was early in two thousand and eighteen, uh, but he scored his very first goal against Sport in Lisbon, um, immediately becoming um, a fan favorite. I think it was the youngest goal scorer as well in the Lisbon derby. He's the youngest player ever to score a hat-trick in the Europa League uh, as well. So he's got all these, like, he's a very prodigious player, really prodigious player, and and he's an exciting player. Um, Diego Simeone has said previously that he's got tons of capabilities, he's got great vision, he's able to adapt to many positions. You see him play it out on the left an awful lot when we see his, his uh, coverage map in a moment, plays out on the left, can lead the line through the middle um scored some goals against manchester united previously that we're going to take a look at it scored against big teams he's scored a whopper of a header against manchester united i don't know you guys remember it It was kind of a diving header in off the post an absolute screamer of a header But this guy offers more than that and, and to be honest with you when i think sometimes some of his players and i'm putting this in quotation marks for those of you who are not watching this in youtube there's some Tiny aspects of his play that I think are childish. And I'm, what I mean is that he overruns the play, not the ball. He always overruns the play and he's almost too eager. And that's what I mean by when I say that he's a small a bit childish in his play. There's other times when, when he gets it right, it looks fantastic. It really does. And there's a reason why uh, Why Atletico Madrid paid £113 million for him. Mega money. Absolutely, mega money, as I say. As uh, and and you know what, Diego Simeone is is quoted as well as saying that uh, you know his talent is innate, but the desire to learn is the shortest path that a player has to perform. So, it, as you say, it is it's learning when to make that run, learning when to have that chance, and and he is learning that. I think more game time for him will be a, a massive key for him as well. So. A lot of his greatest strengths are his movement. Uh, he moves, he, he's, well, if this guy comes in, I, I mentioned he could lead the line, but he's going to be more of a kind of a hybrid nine, more so a 10, I would say. But, but I, think as, I think as time goes on, he will be able to lead the line at the moment. Uh, as I say, he, he plays in a 10. And, and, and most of his career, when he was with Benfica, and when he's come into in, <coughs> in let it go, He's been part of a multiple man front line, whether it's been three, whether it's been two. Uh, he's very rarely kind of led the line in his own. Um he's as I say, his movement is fantastic. We'll see some examples of that in a moment. Um and um he he's he's very much a player who likes to pass the ball past the defense, as in likes to get the ball onto the through balls onto onto um onto runners trying to get him behind the defence. Uh, he himself Likes to try and 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 uh, get in behind the defense when he does play as that nine, as that number nine, he tries to get into spaces that are deeper, tries to commit commit opponents, tries to isolate opponents in one on one races. That doesn't mean that he has to come wide at all. He tries to get get uh, center halves to step up. Well, if you guys remember my Marcus Turem, um video and even my evident mariki video you'll see that some of the best strikers that you you're seeing new age strikers to get that cent, the, those center halves out um they try and get them to move maybe five yards for the forward so that they can kind of isolate them even in that small areas of five yards get the ball turned and get them into a foot race uh, i suppose if if you can back yourself in a foot race against the center half the most forwards would think that, think that they would be able to at least get a yard on them or else maybe get across the centre half or try and maybe make a trick to get taken down and get them booked. Really, really great acceler- acceleration, João Félix has as well. And uh, as I say, he does have some very intelligent movements. and Sometimes, as I say, he gets too smart in his movement. That's what I think can be a bit childish about his plays. He overruns the play. Don't get that confused that over running the ball, but what he does is he almost moves into too complex a position, or his movement gets too cute, and sometimes the easier movement, or sometimes maybe checking his run being less eager, can 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 actually help him, um from that point of view as well. Um, he shoots. Uh, we we'll actually get onto his shooting ability and stuff like that when we look at his statistics, because it'll be easier to 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 explain uh, uh about him as well, um. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about him. Here. I'm just going to bring up his bring up his statistics because I think that they would be beneficial for us. So, uh, as I say, Joe Felix um, being linked to us by Marco from Atletico Madrid, and and you guys will be able to tell. I I don't really know what to make of this. Usually, when I when I have a transfer rumor. You know, I come in and I'm like, yeah, this would be a great guy to sign. This guy's obviously a great guy to sign. I just find it very difficult to get on board with the fact that we have the possibility of signing him. But should we sign him, watch me do the North Panstands. It'd be absolutely fantastic. I would be running down the street um, because, as I say, it would be a fantastic signing. It would be a great uh, kind of signal that Unai Emery is bringing a different time to Aston Villa because he would. Have to be to, for us to sign him, we would have to part with more money than we've ever parted with for a player ever, and we would have to comfortably beat the 38 million that we signed Emmy Bwindi for. Uh, I think to pull this one off, who's to say it isn't possible? But to- looking at some of his statistics here, and I've forgotten to change his height, he is not six foot four, he's five foot 11. He is right footed and his date of birth is correct, as I say. I have him down here as a center forward. He can play a small bit wide in an inverted ten roll or he can play in the 10 roll as well. Um, I am not having it that he's a winger because I do not see him play in the on the wing enough for me to be able to classify him as a winger. His height is not six foot four, it's five foot ten. You're gonna see that throughout here. Disregard it. I'll try and change it in post production. If I don't, I'm telling you, he's five eleven. Um he's not six foot four. Uh, looking at his heat map there, he does like to come out into this left hand side. And I think for us in Aston Villa fans, that's not a bad thing uh, for us to have. Uh, even if he does play in a front two, you know, with the Danny Ings or with the Nolly Watkins, that would allow us to be able to pull one or if not both of them out wide, um, which would be uh, very difficult for defenders to to uh to counteract but he does like to play through the center as well you can see there is a big furrow straight through the center in yellow there which means that he isn't averse to playing through the center as well which is something that i mentioned previously looking at his radial map here and his his radar graph uh to the right hand side we can see there's some obvious areas where he would be an upgrade to to our straightforward line and this is something i've been talking about before is we need players who can come in here and who can create for others but also create for themselves i want you guys to look down there at the shock creating actions Shock creating actions are 3.26 which puts them in the top 82 percent of strikers in europe there's a reason i don't have my radial graph going up to 3.26 and this has gone off the graph is because I don't really, I never really thought that Aston Villa would be linked with strikers that could have a shot creating action that high in the top 20% in Europe. Just because strikers cost mega bucks. And, and when you're looking at it here, like his current value here is £50 million. As I say, um, he's been touted as being over a £100, £100 million player even since he's moved to Atletico Madrid. I don't think that he fetches £100 million, but I do think 50 60 plus is very, very plausible to sign this guy and that's why I, that that's why you know as an Aston Villa fan your eyebrows have to go up and say oh I would love if we signed him and yes we do have wealthy owners but we've never paid that much for a player before but hey now is the time to put on our big boy pants and play at the big boys table so maybe that's what we do have to do have to spend looking at his goal creating actions puts him right up there in the top 20 percent in Europe as well comfortably better than any of the players that we have the strikers that we have even so if we've got a player that's very good at creating shot creating actions, very good at creating goal creating actions from his player on the field, better than the strikers we have, that makes us less reliant on play on our on um <coughs> excuse me, the likes of Buendia, the likes of Coutinho, but it doesn't make mean that they wouldn't start in the team. People have messaged me previously when I've mentioned this and they've said, oh, but maybe he's going to be that person who's going to play as the 10. I've spoken here that he can play as a 10. I think he plays up top in a two. This, to me, and the Marcus Turam and the Vedat Mariki that we've seen previously being linked at Aston Villa, I think they're the biggest sign yet that, that Una Emery ain't going to change from a front two. And I'm all for that. I'm all for that. There aren't that many teams in the Premier League playing a front two at the moment. Why not? Let's play, start playing chess when everyone's playing checkers. Be that team like Mourinho came in and played the 4-2-3-1. Bamboozled teams. Be that team that comes in there and brings in something different be the team that people are copying as opposed to the team that's copying the team that everybody wants to be why not and if he does come in here and he plays in the front two he offers something different to the two strikers that we have already although he is quite similar to danny ing's from a shot shot taking point of view he's very he's quite similar to him from a ball recovery's point of view He has better instincts, specifically with those goal-creating actions and the shot-creating actions, than an Oli Watkins. And I think that if this guy was to come into the team, it would be an Ings and a Joe Felix partnership up top. Ideally, this ain't going to be any news to anybody, I'd like two strikers. But Rome wasn't built in a day. And if Joe Felix comes in here, I think he could play in the top two with either Watkins or with with Ings. And it would be an exciting piece. Just look at his passing statistics. His pass completion statistics are pretty decent. Uh, For a striker, he's in the top 16% uh, of of pass attempts in in Europe. Key passes are up there. As I said, shot-creating actions, goal-creating actions. Dribbles uh, completed per per game. He crosses the ball at a quite decent clip, which I um, don't really mind. (coughs) His scoring frequency over the last two years has been 164 minutes. A goal every 164 minutes. That's going to become important when you look. So people will, ha, are guilty. I'm guilty of it sometimes as well. But I try not to look at what his goals to games ratio is. Look more at his goals to 90 minutes ratio. Please do that. And also look at the amount of minutes that people are actually playing. He's played 500 or so minutes in the league this season. Not an awful lot. So when you take that, he's played 18 games across all competitions. I think it's 12 in the league. He's only played 500 minutes. And you average that out, that's like 60 minutes a game. You know, he's still got four goals and three assists. So um, his, his season certainly has not been a down season. You know, you've got four goals in 500 minutes, you know. So he's he's actual, his goal scoring record this season is actually pretty decent. When you take into account the amount of minutes he's been on the field. I would still like him to score more. I have a very big affliction with Joe Felix. I always have. I've had it for the last three or four years. Because he was sold for 113 million, I always have him up there with a Dusan Vlavic. Completely different players, I know. So I've put out on Twitter, some of you guys who follow, the Twitter, follow me on Twitter, a week and a half ago, I asked, what's the story with Joe Felix? Is he all potential or will he really will he realize it? And the reason, the very big reason behind that is, Vlavich was 70 million. This guy was 113 million. Vlavich is just an absolute goal machine, and he's a striker that I love. I like everything about him, but he's a completely different striker to Joe Felix. So I know I'm irrational when I put the two of them up against each other, and that's not to say that Joe Felix isn't a very good player. I just think that Vlavich is an absolute banger of a player. But Joe Felix, if he comes to Aston Villa, immediately becomes the jewel in our crown up top because of the stature that he has. I would be absolutely delighted with him here. Let's take a little look at some of the positions he picks up. This is against Atletico Madrid. This is Atletico Madrid against Real Madrid in the International Champions Cup. I think it was played over in the, the, the States. Um... Uh, in the just in the off season, that's just gone. And Atletico Madrid trounced Real Madrid here. What we can see here is this: this is a, if my memory serves me right, this is an assist. But we can see Joe Felix here. Remember, I said that he plays in that kind of, he can play as a kind of a hybrid ten, where he comes deep. And we can see here he has dropped deep. The Real Madrid uh, midfield here were cotton were caught in possession. Ball drops here to Joe Felix, who's who's deep. In behind two strikers, so this is actually a winger that's coming off the wing, and there's a striker up top as well here. So Xavi Felix picks this up, and then on the next slide we see that he just gets turned immediately, and he slides a lovely ball directly into this player's path. This player just runs onto it, slats it into the back of the net. Six nil Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. I don't know does anyone remember that match? It was quite a bonkers match. I Think it finished six two for a finish. But like little small movements there, you just see he, he comes deep, comes to the edge of the circle, picks it up. There's no no messing about it, really. Just picks it up, takes pot three or four steps with the ball and slides a lovely slide rule pass through there. And it ends up in a goal. So this guy likes to play players in behind the defense. He's got a lovely weight of pass and he's got very good movement. He doesn't need an awful lot of space to make something happen in the middle of midfield. That's really, it's, it, and this may look like it's so simple that the midfielder are, are miles off him, but it's that tiny bit of movement that he makes here. And when you watch it, you notice, yeah, this guy's got something going for him. Move on next. I want to show you a goal. This is against Sociedad, where he's taking the ball out wide. We can see him marked out there. He is out wide. Ball just filters his way out. its way out to him here. He does have an easy cross on his left foot. He is right footed, as I mentioned before. But what we see here is he doubles back on his right foot. And what this does is it makes it uh, it, it makes it an altogether more um, inviting cross for the center forward here. So as this ball comes in here, we can see uh, I've narrowed here as to where it goes. It goes right on the center forward's head, header into the top corner and a really good goal. A simple cross. But you know what that cross reminds me of? It reminds me of Ashley Young. That's why I've added it in here. He, ca- he gets that ball here, could have whipped it in with his left foot says, you know what, I'm going to be able to put in a peach or right foot and just just shifts it to the side. And we can see here the defender has completely committed himself. The avenue opens up for him to cross it, and he crosses it using that defender as a shield um, to curl the ball around right onto the centre-forward's head. Once again, looks simple, but it's the small movement. Sometimes I find with Aston Villa players, specifically the likes of Ollie Watkins, um, and to a lesser extent, Leon Bailey, is there's too much movement happening with the ball at their feet. They overcomplicate it sometimes because they're not really sure what to do. Sometimes they don't back themselves. In this instance here, he backs himself. He sticks it in the set of forwards head and they they, they go in. They're, they're, they have the deficit. They're 2-0 down at this stage. He goes 2-1. Great goal. Here's another one for from mayor playing against Liverpool in the Champions League. Um, he picks the ball up wide here. As we can see, there isn't very much going for him. He does have a ball out to his left, but he's very well corralled here. Look, look at Liverpool's defensive setup here is absolutely brilliant. Look at that line. Look at that line in midfield, and look at that line of centre halves. It's it's really nice. Um, Atletico Madrid aren't don't look like they're they're um. They're committing too much forward now obviously there's a gap here between between the two center halves and joe felix sees this but he takes the ball on a small bit further commits an awful lot of players but the weight of this pass he lays in here to where that arrow is here the weight of it is fantastic it actually drops right in between the two defenders between robertson and between um i can't remember who this center half is here i think it might be i'm not sure but the ball just lands perfectly in there, and the striker has gotten has put on the afterburners here to get on it. So neither of the two defenders can touch him because he's going down for a penalty by the time the ball by the time he gets there, and it's just put in between the two of them that there's hesitation between the two defenders. It's and and you watch Joe Felix; he loves to play this this little ball. It's an inviting ball. Who plays who plays stuff like that as well? Do you remember Kaká? If anybody remembers Kaká, who played with AC Milan. He used to love playing little balls into space like that as well. Um, and look, hey, if Joe Felix turns out eating like cacao, then I think we'll be all delighted. Moving on here as well, watch him come deep again. I said that he can play in that kind of 10 position. He does play in, 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 a, in a striking two, but he can come deep here. We see that this is against Hitafe uh, uh, He actually had a hat-trick of, um, of assists in this game. I think this is twenty 2021. It might be 2022 on that. Oh. I think it was, must have been 2021 because there's, there's fans there. It definitely wasn't 2020 because there's fans in the stadium. But he's come deep here. And what we can see here is that Atletico Madrid are piling on the pressure. He's already set up the first two goals here. And he's come deep. He's picked the ball up here in the center circle. And once again, what I want to show you here is there's no messing from him here. He doesn't take too much out of the ball. He picks the right pass straight away. Just takes it across. Lays a lovely ball. Actually, what he does is he runs almost diagonally here to invite... Uh, you guys can can barely see it. At the very top of that little halo I have around the player there, there's a tafe player here. He invites him in so that he doesn't continue his straight run to get to that winger. And then what he does, as we can see here, is he plays a lovely deaf ball in here. Now, that ball there, it looks like it's going to the striker that's running onto it. It actually goes to the player that's out a small bit a small bit for the wide, and they end up scoring the goal there. He had a hat-trick of assists in that game, a really good game in that game against tafe Actually, it must be twenty twenty. Yeah, maybe 2021, 2022, because I can see the Ukrainian flag there. Next slide here. This is just a very, very basic one again, just seeing his movement in the box. This is against Bayern Munich in the Premier in the um, Champions League, I think it was. Obviously, it was during COVID times because there's no one in the stadium. Javi Martinez is centre half here. He's looking at the ball. The ball gets crossed in from the end line here, and Joe Felix muscles his way past Javi Martinez, gets his head on the ball, heads it into the back of the net. He's not six foot four, he's five foot eleven. Do not please disregard what I've written there. But what I wanted to show here is cleverness and movement in the box. Gets across the strong man in Javi Martinez. Gets his head to the ball, bangs it into the back of the net. Here we see him against Manchester United. Um, this is actually another really, really good finish as well. So he's out wide here. So I, I, I wanted to highlight as well the positions, the starting positions that he has has taken up. Um so we've seen him drop deep, we've seen him in the box, and what I want to show you here is him out wide out on the left. So the ball makes his way to him out here on the left, as we can see. I've him circled there. He picks up that ball, he squares up the defender. And the next thing I want to show you here is sometimes he's striking. He you don't expect him to put the ball into the the portion of the neck that, that, that would be the easiest for him to do. When we watch this here, when we see where he's taking this strike. The goalkeeper here thinks he's going to try and bend it around the defender into the top, into the goalkeeper's top left-hand corner. But what he does is he puts it low and he puts it into the goal, low to the goalkeeper's right, and it slides in in the bottom corner there. And it's just a wonderful finish. It's a wonderful finish. And to be honest with you, it's ballsy and it's cocky, and I like that. I like that from him. Now, nine times out of ten, this hits after the defender's leg, and you're going, "Oh my God, why didn't you just bend it in the top corner?" But bending it into the top corner is very, very difficult because somebody like De Gea, who's in goals here, is going to spot that and you know he's going to have a highlight real save. But what Joe Felix has done here is he's completely flat footed him and stuck it in the bottom right hand corner. Just I thought it was just an impressive finish. You guys can go back and you can watch this again. It's 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 uh, it's it's quite a great game, quite 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 a great goal. This one is his goal against Ghana for Portugal. A lot of you guys will remember this. Ball picked up here in, in the middle midfield here in the center circle. Just a very, very nicely weighted through pass here. But what he's done is he's checked his run here. Once again, he's playing out wide for this Portugal team. He's playing on the wide right. Once again, showing his versatility. He had been unbelievably quiet in this game up to this, but this massively pushed him into into overdrive. And this really kicked on his World Cup because he's had, since he scored this goal, he's had a really, really impressive World Cup. So we see his run here, the run, Excuse me. The run that he makes here. So the ball is slid between the two defenders. His run is diagonal. You know how much I love diagonal runs. I cannot understand how why players do not make more of them or why players aren't taught to do it. I cannot understand any player that's been taught to run directly straight unless uh, unless he's running uh, running through the center. The lovely diagonal run takes it into the box, slides it past the goalkeeper. You've all seen that goal. It, it's what well, I presume you do have you've watched any of the World Cup. So, guys, that's Joe Felix, a, a really, really interesting player, and I hope I've done him justice here by what I've said, said about him. Um, uh, My incredulity comes, my, my incredulity, should I say, comes from the fact that I, I would be blown away if Aston would have sign him. If they do sign him, be prepared for the amount of podcasts I'm going to do on him, the in-depth po- podcasts I'm going to do. Hey, I might even I might even take the rap on the knuckles and start playing videos of him to see what he so that you guys can can get a deeper understanding of him and we can learn together um i've watched about eight to ten games um on him not obviously not tonight uh but uh over the last maybe about four or five weeks and the reason i've done that is because as i say i've been questioning i've been speaking to people about him and wondering what his talent is where his potential lies and and then obviously i wanted to know more about him coming into the world cup and i I want to know more about him as as we've been linked to him now. So uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch a couple of more games of his and see see if we can find anything uh, on him that I haven't seen before. But what I do love about him, as I say, very vari- variability, flexibility, um, the different types of goals he scores, different types of assists that he has. As I say, simple crosses, simple through balls. I think sometimes we un- we over. Think how we want to score goals, and I think our strikers overthink how they want to run onto goals. One thing I didn't show you here with Joe Felix, and I could have shown you a couple of examples, is how he runs past defenders and gets onto the to the shoulder of defenders as well. Um, I uh, I just didn't want to crowd the slide deck on that, but he has scored one or two goals. He's a pretty decent scoring record. Um. Uh, and you guys can look up that, you know, what his goals are and how many goals he scored and how in, in however many games. But for me, it's more so looking at the player, how he can fit into Aston Villa. His flexibility is fantastic. If Emery wants to play a two up top, I think he'd be a massive addition to playing two up top. Whether we sign him or not, that's all to be written. That's all to be written. Um, I would be delighted if we do. And uh, if we do, as I say, you will hear more about him from us. So thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that. If anybody has any other links or players that they wish or that they would like me to take a look into, please don't be afraid to message me on Twitter. But I hope you do like this. If you aren't subscribed, please give us a subscription on YouTube. Costs you nothing, and it just puts a smile on my face. And if that's what you want, and that's that because that's what I want, I want to be smiling the whole time, well, then you could do nothing better. Uh, to give me a Christmas present of a uh, subscription over the course of uh, the next few days. Uh, so thanks so much, everybody. Really appreciate it. Um, exciting times of Aston Villa pulled this one off. And uh, we'll be, we will be back soon again with another podcast. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all I stuff to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.